Hi, I'm Ben Capolo, and welcome to All Keyed Up. Thanks so much for listening. Today, I spoke with Tanya Lawson about ways that piano teachers can have multiple income streams. Dr. Tanya Lawson has been teaching woodwinds in Tennessee and Texas for the past 21 years. She holds a Bachelor of Music degree in Education from Middle Tennessee State University, a Master of Music degree in Clarinet Performance, and a Doctor of Musical Arts degree from Texas Tech University. Dr. Lawson currently teaches at Middle Tennessee State University, Father Ryan High School, and throughout Rutherford and Wilson County. Her students regularly earn college scholarships and participate in Mid-State, All-State, Tennessee Governor's School for the Arts, Sewanee Summer Music Festival, Interlochen, as well as various other honor bands. She also offers courses aimed at music teachers titled Passive Income Academy, Zero to Waitlist, and a Build Your Own Studio Bootcamp. In the beginning of the interview, we talked about why it's advantageous to have multiple income streams as a piano teacher, even if you're in a situation where you currently live comfortably from your teaching income alone. Then we went through various topics related to income streams. Website optimization and SEO, hybrid lessons, running ads, affiliate marketing, and creating courses. This episode is proudly supported by Top Music Pro. If you haven't heard of them, they're an amazing organization led by Tim Topham, who hosts his own podcast and has appeared on All Keyed Up. More about Top Music Pro a little later on. For now, let's get on to the interview. Tanya Lawson, thanks so much for coming on All Keyed Up today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Today, we're going to talk about ways that piano teachers can have multiple income streams. So first, I want to talk about the benefits of pursuing this as a business strategy at all, because there's many musicians who might feel very comfortable and kind of, to an extent, locked into their current studio setup and income. So why might it be helpful for teachers in that situation to reach out of their comfort zone and think about some of the passive and semi-passive additional streams of income that we're going to talk about today? And then related to that question, can you talk about how your life has changed compared to earlier in your career when your income was more exclusively from teaching? Absolutely. First of all, you should never keep all of your eggs in one basket. And unfortunately, as music teachers, that's what we do a lot of times. We're so consumed with teaching private lessons that we tend to neglect other areas of our business. And some of us don't even really view ourselves as business owners. But even if you're just teaching one student, you're running a business. And if you keep all your eggs in one basket, so many things can happen. You can have cancellations and then all of a sudden you don't have income. You can have inclement weather where the student can't get to their lesson or the power goes out. So you can't even do an online lesson. And we all know how 2020 and COVID blew up all of our businesses. So passive or multiple income streams are super important. Passive income streams, especially. So the way this has changed my life, well, first of all, I own my own home. And that surprises a lot of people. They're like, oh, well, your husband must, you know, make a lot of money. It's well, no, I don't have a husband. I own my own home. Yes, good. As a musician. Um, I also no longer sweat it when a student misses a lesson. I instead am like, oh, I've got a little extra time today. And I have learned to value how important rest is. So I try to take about four weeks of vacation each year. I try to take a week off each quarter. Um, And sometimes it's spread up with multiple mini vacations, but I take about 28 vacation days a year. Hmm. 
prior to building out all these multiple income streams, when I was just teaching lessons, I would get so stressed out anytime I had a cancellation or heaven forbid a student quit. I would, am I going to be, be able to pay my bills? Right. Am I going to be able to make rent? Right. Uh, you know, can I still go out to eat with my friend? I had credit card debt from where I would have to use a credit card just to get by. And if anybody in your audience has followed me on Instagram, they have probably heard my infamous bagel shop. It was my first year out of graduate school. I had my doctorate and I was trying to build my private studio. And that summer I did not have enough students to pay my rent. And I had to take this awful job working in a bagel shop. And it was like the lowest of my low. Here I am. I have 10 years of education, a doctorate, and I am selling bagels to people just so I can pay my bills. And that was kind of my turning point where I was like, no, something's right. going to change. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. Um, also, just one other thing on that, because I talked to you a little bit before this interview. Um, you had mentioned that you have four weeks of vacation every year, but also you don't need to work weekends anymore, right? Yeah. Yes, there are two weekends a year that I work. One of them is actually this coming weekend because I teach a camp every year. And the other one, I judge a solo and ensemble festival on a Saturday every year. Other than that, my weekends are sacred. They are time to spend with my family, to do some gardening, to go to the park. I do not work on Saturdays and Sundays. Well, you sold me. I want to put myself in the mind of some of our listeners. I'm sure there are some teachers who would hear this and say, yes, I want to take four weeks off too. And I also want to not have to be extremely worried if I get cancellations or if students drops. But I feel like this will take so much effort. Ugh. So the way I'd like to structure this interview is to gradually wean our way off of the type of teaching income that our listeners are probably used to, and then move into areas of income that are truly distinct from teaching income. The first topic I want to talk about is website optimization and SEO, because although this is a helpful way to generate all sorts of revenue, it's even relevant for listeners who want nothing but teaching income. So can you elaborate a bit on website optimization and SEO and talk about how we can think about these topics for purposes of driving more traffic to our websites? Sure. So let's start with what SEO is, okay? Because a lot of people hear the word SEO and they're like, their brain just shuts off. They don't know what that is. It stands for search engine optimization. And basically it's how you get your site found on Google. Now there are entire courses on just this one topic that still don't cover it all. So we're just going to do an overview of what it is and how you can start implementing it today. So what SEO does is it, the Google algorithm is constantly out there crawling websites and they want their searchers to be able to find exactly what they're looking for. Okay. So you want to start with keywords, keywords that are being searched and getting ranked for these keywords. So for example, um, the, I, I haven't checked since last month, but last month, my uh, music website, was ranking for over 100 keywords in the top five on Google. And the way this works is you start with your competition. 
Look around at other piano teachers and see what keywords they are ranking for. So you can use a tool like Key Search or Uber Suggest or Ahrefs to do this. Um, Ahrefs is my favorite, but it is really expensive. Uber Suggest is the newest on the market and it's really reasonably priced. I think it's $20 for a one month subscription. And you can plug your website into it and it'll automatically bring up your competitors. And you can look and see which keywords they're ranking for. Okay, I'm going to just, sorry to interrupt. I just want to make sure I understand because I assume some of my questions will be some of the listeners' questions. To be sure I understand, what you're saying is these different things you can get. You'll put your website into it and then it will find out what some other piano teachers or other comparable websites are. And then it will say what things you can search into Google for which those other sites will come up at the top of the search. And then you can use that as inspiration for what keywords on Google searches you want to lead to your website. Yes, that is 100% correct. Okay, got it. And then you want to look for what we call low volume keywords on Uber Suggest. They're called easy. They have easy, medium, difficult. Look for the easy keywords. These are ones you have a chance of ranking at. Okay. And the more keywords you start to rank for, the more Google is going to start to trust your site and push it up higher and higher. Now, anybody who's starting in this, they need to know up front, this is a long-term driver. It takes time for Google to trust you. Um, just like, you know, you don't just go to the first doctor you go to and instantly trust them if they tell you you instantly need surgery. Right. So Google, Google will slowly start to build your authority. Another way that you can boost your SEO is through backlinks. So that is getting other websites to link to you. And without getting too technical about it, there's two types of backlinks, black hat and white hat. And just like in the Westerns, the black ones are bad and the white ones are good. So the black hat, it's like, I'm sure if you've got a website, you've pr probably received an email or seen something where someone wants to sell you a hundred backlinks. Mm -hmm. Well, Google is smart. They know this and they will penalize you for that. And you will oh. not rank. Yeah. So you really want your backlinks to come from trusted sites. Mm -hmm. So other music teachers, universities, and you can do this by collaborating on articles or um, going live on Instagram with other people and getting their Instagram to link to you. There are lots of ways to do this. Yeah. Um, no, but it's so important to be able to be searchable. Uh, my fiance and I are planning our wedding now. And so this involves a lot of hiring of all sorts of different people from DJs to videographers. And so much of that when we're looking for people to hire for whatever the field is, there's such an overabundance of people doing them that we have resorted to Google for so many different things, either Google or word of mouth. So being one of the first few who pops up on a Google search makes all the difference because otherwise it's just overwhelming how many people there are who teach piano or who do all of these other things. So um, we'll talk about your course later, but you're going to get into some of the logistics of how to actually get it so that your website comes up on Google as one of the first few in your course, correct? Yes. 
Okay, great. So we'll talk all about that later. So again, I was saying I wanted to structure this interview so we retreat further and further away from a normal piano teacher's comfort zone with income. So now I want to talk about a hybrid lesson structure. You've described this type of structure as semi-passive income. So first of all, can you distinguish between passive and semi-passive income streams and discuss how hybrid lessons can function as a semi-passive income stream? Oh, sure. So I love hybrid lessons. They give another option for students that's not quite traditional, but still slightly traditional. Um, There was a lot of pushback once things started opening back up to online lessons. And a lot of students were like, no, I want in person. Mm -hmm. Well, this is kind of an in-between option. So first of all, passive income is where the, all the work is done up front. Mm -hmm. And then it's like compound interest. You continue making money off of it in the future. You do the work once and you know, you may have to tweak it a little bit, just like with stocks, you may have to tweak your funds just a little bit, but basically they just keep compounding. Mm -hmm. Semi-passive income is where part of the work is done up front and then part of the work is done in real time. Now, hybrid lessons I classify as semi-passive because the way they work is out of four lessons a month, the student gets two live lessons, whether that be in person or online, and they get two pre-recorded video lessons. So as teachers, we can create a bank of pre-recorded lessons, and you can do this for intermediate, beginner, all the way up to advanced. And so I'm, I am a clarinet player. So some of my pre-recorded lessons might be, I have one on, um, how to clean your instruments. I, and and it's a good 30 minute video. Yeah. That was going to be my next question is if they are the same length of time as a uh, real life lesson. They are 20 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be as long, but they, they need to have some substance to them. Um, I have one on sight reading hacks, how to help my students improve their sight reading. Um, You could do one on technique you know, scale drills, but you pre-record this series of lessons. And, you know, if you're dealing with beginners, it might be learn to play by ear. So it might be five songs you can learn today and, you know, put stuff like Baby Shark in there that they love so much. And um, that's actually one of mine for beginners. Is oh, well, learn you how could to teach play. that on the first lesson. Yeah, at least oh, for absolutely. piano. I don't know about clarinet. But. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, those are great tools and students enjoy them. They can do them at any time. And these are one. First of all, they can be sold at a lower price point. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about half price because it's still work but you could reduce your price by anywhere from 10 to 20% mm-hmm. to incorporate this. You are making more money because you're spending less time each week. And they're a perfect option for those busy students, those students who are enrolled in sports and dance, and they're constantly having to cancel or reschedule. This is a great one where they have two a month, 
that they are with you either in person or online. And then they have two that they can do at their own leisure. Hmm. I think that would also be helpful if the teacher is busy. So let's say a teacher has a week where they have to go to a conference or if a teacher wants to take a vacation to bring up what you were doing earlier. Or I know a lot of teachers do more than just teaching. So I'm a music director and during tech weeks, I'm always having to cancel. So you could also do it where if you have a week that you know is going to be busy, as opposed to just canceling everyone and losing income, that could be a week where you have students do these online uh, video lessons and then you wouldn't have to lose any income. So I think it works well both ways. Absolutely. Okay, next, um, we are going to now get into what I believe you would call fully passive income, which is running ads. So this is a very common thing to do in the podcasting space, and I've done this on All Keyed Up, as anyone who listens to this podcast regularly would know. But I don't see this talked about very often in the piano teaching space, and I assume clarinet teaching is similar. So how can a private teacher who doesn't have something like a podcast expand their income through ad revenue? Okay. So there are several ways to do this. And I think the reason that it's it's not really talked about much is because a lot of music websites just don't have that much traffic. And you have to have some traffic in order to, to generate revenue from ads. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what we were saying earlier about SEO and website optimization. Absolutely. So this is something you would implement after you've got the SEO happening and you're starting to get some Google clicks and your page views are starting to increase. Now, Probably the most common source of ads that people are familiar with is Google AdSense. And frankly, they're not the best option solely because there's no one there to help you know exactly where to place the ads. You have to go in and do it manually. It's it's high tech. And then you have to earn $100 in ad revenue before Google will send you your first check. Yeah, sorry, I'm a little naive. What is Google AdSense? Okay, so Google AdSense is Google's ad platform where they sell ads. And you can easily, anyone can go and sign up to be a Google AdSense member. And then they will give you code that you put on your website. But until you generate $100, you don't see anything? You don't see any payout until Ouch. you've generated $100. It's stressful. There, there are three other um, ad management services that mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about. Yeah. That are all great. Okay. So the first, the three are Ezoic, Mediavine, and AdThrive. Okay. And I'll link to all of those in the show notes. Yeah. So AdThrive is like the top tier. They pay the most money. But you have to have 100,000 page views a month to qualify. Mediavine is the next highest paying, but you have to have 50,000 page views a month. So Ezoic is the one I really push. Ezoic is much better than AdSense. As a matter of fact, Ezoic uses some of the AdSense ads, but Ezoic pays out once you hit that $20 threshold, which is a lot easier to do. Um, I put ads on my website actually for the very first time about two months ago. And on the second month, I had hit that $20 threshold and was issued a payment. Okay, so when you say the minimum is $20, does that matter how many page views you get or does it just matter that you get $20 of sales? Well, it depends. So Ezoic technically has a platform where you have to have 10,000 page views to qualify, but they have a program for people who have less than 10,000 page views to join. 
you have to go through their Ezoic course. It is completely free and it takes about an hour. And you go through their, their course and there are actual quizzes that you have to pass with a certain amount, making sure you understand the material as musicians, we're all familiar with that. And then you qualify to get on. And it doesn't matter if you only have 10 page views, you can get on. Then Ezoic will go in and place ads and do AB ad testing for you to where they test ads in different places to see which ones work the best. Now, how much money you make off of it depends on how many people see it because you get paid per view. So every time someone watches that ad or sees that ad and scrolls by it, you get paid. Regardless of whether they actually click it and buy anything. Yes. Okay. And when you are first starting, if you don't have a lot of page views, it's going to be low paid ads. So you might get paid a penny every time someone sees it or five cents every time someone sees it. Journey of a thousand miles starts with a step. (laughs) Exactly. But as those page views grow, higher paying ads will start bidding because the ad companies, they go in and they bid to get their ads on. So say Nike is looking to get, or we're musicians, we're not going to probably have Nike. So say music and arts wants their ad on your site. Well, they're not going to spend a lot of money trying to get their ad on a site that only 200 people a month see. But if you have 20,000 people a month seeing that ad, they're going to pay more money and they want to be on that, that site. So that's how that works. The great thing about Ezoic is you sign up and you put in some basic information and they have step-by-step guides on how to do it. And then they take care of the rest. They handle getting the ads. They handle paying you. They take it all. Hi, listeners. It's Tim from Top Music. I'm proud to be a supporter of Ben's show and wanted to take a moment to let you know about an amazing community of piano teachers ready to welcome you over at Top Music Pro. Top Music Pro is the global hub for piano teachers looking to connect, learn, grow, and be challenged in both their teaching and studio businesses. Community members save time by accessing hundreds of step-by-step lesson plans, creative teaching frameworks, business guides, online courses, and workshops. We offer training in topics as diverse as piano technique, lead sheets, website building, intermediate repertoire, group teaching, and special needs. We also save you money through our extensive discount collection, including those with Music Notes, Sheet Music Plus, Music Room, Office Depot, Tone Base, and many more. And if you like sheet music, all our members get a free book of studio-licensed, beautifully engraved sheet music each and every month. Come and check out the Top Music Pro community free for 14 days on our full-access studio plan by heading to topmusicpro.com and using the coupon code Ben podcast. That's all one word. Don't tell anyone, but there's also a surprise discount waiting for you when you click join now. I can't wait to welcome you inside. Can you clarify earlier in that answer you just gave, you said uh, Nike is probably not going to want to put an ad on a music teacher site, but maybe music and arts will. So when you have Ezoic or one of those other platforms, you don't pick who advertises on your site. But does Ezoic do the filtering to try to pick companies that are relevant to what you do? Or is there a high possibility that you'll get something totally unrelated? There is a possibility you'll get something totally unrelated because people just want to get their eyes on your ads. 
You do have some control in Ezoic though. If you see an ad on your site that you don't want on there, you can go in and tell them never to put that on there again. They also have ad filters. So, um, and, and they're like movie ratings. So like G, PG, PG-13. PG-13 is the highest paid ad revenue. If you have a lot of children that go to your site, PG-13 may not be what you want. You may want PG or G and you can, you can change those ratings. And, you know, it might be, for example, an ad for condoms. Well, you don't, you don't want your children. I was thinking about asking exactly that, but I didn't want to say anything vulgar on in case children are listening to this show. But anyway, well, I, hopefully that's not vulgar. No, it's, it's okay. Children don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, you're never going to have obscene ads. Right. I understand. That's a whole different thing. But some of them are are a little different. Just one follow up on this before we go on. I still feel like okay, I'm trying to put my head in the mind of an audience member. I think a few of them might just say, well, I don't get anywhere close to 10,000 page views a month. Forget it. And then they would just abandon the project from the get go. Do you have any other recommendations for how to build followers besides SEO? Or do you think SEO is really the big thing everyone should be focused on? And if you are good with SEO, then you'll get those 10,000 page views. Well, I think SEO is incredibly important because it's the easy way to get page views. However, in the meantime, you can still get page views not coming from Google to make money off those ads. Um, if you have a thriving social media and say, and here's the deal, piano websites are some of the best because so many people want to learn how to play the piano. Mm -hmm. Pianists are so set compared to we clarinet players that, that it's a small yeah. community. So there are tons of people out there searching. So the key is to put articles on your website, like blog posts. And it could be something like, five easy piano pieces for beginners. And this is the type of things people would be looking for. You can also share links to those articles on your business social media, your personal social media. If you have an email list, share it with your email list. All of that can also get you page views. Right. But all of that takes work, whereas SEO just comes in naturally, organically. Okay. So we were saying that in Ezoic and all of these, maybe you'll have more likelihood of something music related on your site, but it's not guaranteed. Um, I do want to talk about ways in which it's more guaranteed. So I believe when we were talking before this interview, that there are ways that teachers can gain commissions if they want to link to specific sites where their studio families can purchase music related products. And I believe you, you can do this through Amazon and Cheat Music Plus. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Okay. So affiliate marketing is what you're talking about. And affiliate marketing is totally my jam. <laughs> I love it. Um, so affiliate marketing is where you put a link on your website or you send a link to your student and they make a purchase through that link and you get a commission. Now, my two favorites for music teachers are Amazon and Sheet Music Plus. Now, Amazon, you have to have your link in content. So if you wrote that article, five easy pieces for piano, you could put a link 
to each of those pieces of music on Amazon. And someone sees it and it's like, oh, I want to buy that piano book. And they click it. They see the piano book or maybe the piano book's out of stock and they can't get it yet. Well, if it's if, if it's in stock and they want it, they, they buy it, you get a commission. If it's out of stock and they can't buy it and they're like, oh, you know what, though? I need to order filters for my air conditioner. Let me do that while I'm on here. Or, you know, I need a new pair of running shoes. Let me grab those. Or I'm out of coffee. Let me get some of that. Every purchase that is made, you get a commission off of. Wow. Now, the downside is Amazon has a pretty low payout on their commissions. It's between 1% and 4%. Okay. Sheet Music Plus, on the other hand, has a much higher percentage. It's around 8 But a lot of times, if you put that Sheet Music Plus link in there, people are going to be like, I'm going to see if it's cheaper on Amazon or I can get free shipping on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So a good way to do it is if you did that article on five easy pieces for piano, you could put the, the little blurb about it, why you like it, why it's fun. And then underneath, you can put check price on Amazon or buy on Amazon or buy on Sheet Music uh, Plus and include both. And right. Let them Interesting. So you were saying that for Amazon, it requires that it be in content. Sheet Music Plus, you can put anywhere? Yes. Sheet Music Plus, you can just make a list of recommended pieces on your website and students can go click and buy. Interesting. So as far as what Amazon would count as quote unquote content, you mentioned a blog post. What if it was just on a teacher's teaching page? And so they had information about their lessons and then under they had a section for their students. Would that count as content or no? That probably would not count as content. Okay. So it really has to be something like an article or that. Okay. So we'll definitely link to those two um, in the show notes. So one other type of income I'd like to cover before we wrap up is courses and micro courses. Now, unlike ad revenue, this is a topic that at least I see talked about all the time in piano teaching circles, but I rarely see it with any kind of specifics on how to actually make it happen. So for our most uninitiated, tech-naive listener, can you walk us through at least some of the initial basic steps on how to create a monetized course for teachers if we're starting fully from scratch? Sure. So first of all, let's talk about courses versus microcourses. Yeah. Courses are big. Okay. Courses would typically be a higher ticket item, like $300 to $3,000. Micro courses are much smaller and they could be anywhere from 25 to a hundred dollars. Um, obviously courses are going to have lots and lots of modules and units and videos in them. Whereas a micro course may only be like an hour total. Um, and those sell quickly because if you have a micro course out there for $29, well, I spent more than that on my last tank of gas, way more than that on the last tank of gas. (laughs) Absolutely. People don't take think twice about that. Even at $100, I spent more than that on my last trip to Costco. So, you know, they don't think too much about paying that price and they'll buy it quickly without thinking. Whereas courses, they think a little bit more about it. But the key to having a profitable course, there's two things. Number one, you need to research the course first and see if it's profitable. The easy the easiest way to do this is just pop over to Udemy 
and look at it and see if anybody else is offering a course on that and see how many people are buying it. Now, sometimes that scares teachers like, oh, well, somebody else has it. Well, that's a good thing. If it's out there, that means they're making money off of it and you can too. Because course sales really have to do with the teacher. People buy the course based on you. You are the, and you may have something that they like that other, pe that other people just don't have, something that connects with them. The second thing to do, and I always recommend this, get paid to create your course. So I know we're going to talk about my courses in a minute, but um, one of my courses is Passive Income Academy. I am actually running that course live right now. I did not have a course created at all, and I sold it to six people. Those six people are in my course, and they are currently working through it. And each week we cover a different topic. I am creating the topics as we go based on their feedback and building my course. So I've sold this course before it was ever created. What I will then do is go back and break each of those live trainings into small, tangible videos that are easy, easy to work through and then put them up on a platform to sell as an evergreen course. So that's it. Now, when it comes to actual creating it, some tools, I know people get really intimidated by the need for, oh, I've got to have a fancy camera. I have to have a fancy microphone. Well, quite frankly, I don't. Um, I record all my courses on Zoom, Loom, and I've even recorded some of the videos just on Photo Booth on my MacBook. I do not yet have a fancy mic. I Even right now, I am talking through the mic on my MacBook. So you can hear the sound and how it sounds. And frankly, people aren't purchasing the course for it to look pretty and look fabulous. They're purchasing the course for its content. They want to know what's in it for me. Will this help me? And if it will, they're going to buy it. So I think that hopefully will eliminate some of the fears to know that you've made a bit of income on a lot of these courses without having enormously fancy equipment. I'm just thinking out loud about this and wondering if it would be, I guess, cheating. Because earlier in the interview, you brought up hybrid lessons where you could give students a video lesson for some weeks and a real life lesson for other weeks. If it would be cheating to just show them some videos from your course as part of the hybrid lesson structure, do a two birds with one stone. I don't know. I don't think that would be yeah. cheating at all. I think that would be totally fine. It's your property and right. you own it. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So before we get to you, I want to make sure we covered all of the possible income streams that our listeners might consider. We talked about SEO and website optimization. We talked about hybrid lesson structures. We talked about affiliate marketing. We talked about running ads. We talked about courses. Is there anything else I'm missing? I mean, that's definitely a lot for our listeners to think Think about, but anything else? Well, the only other thing that I do, I, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, which uh -huh. is akin to private lessons mm -hmm. for your listeners. But um, I also, and, and it all ties in with all of this. I actually run a couple of niche websites on the side as well. Mm -hmm. And um, so I actually have a coffee website and a gardening website, and both of them are monetized 
with SEO and affiliate marketing. Um, the gardening website has ads on it. No, I'm sorry. The coffee website has ads on it. The gardening website is still new. It's still young. So I have not yet put ads on it. I'm just working on getting content on it. And that's something else as musicians we need to know. It is okay to have interests outside of music. Mm -hmm. That actually makes you a more well-rounded person. And it's okay to pursue those interests in addition to music. If you are really into tie-dyeing t-shirts, there's nothing wrong with, with creating videos on how to do that and making money off of it. If you're really into fashion, there's nothing wrong with creating a mini course on that. It doesn't have to be music. Um, the majority of my stuff is music, but I have some interest outside of music that I have also monetized. And I think it's important to understand that there's no shame in that. It's okay to step outside the box. Sure. As a matter of fact, if you want to succeed as a musician today, we've all learned you have to step out of the box in some form or fashion. Right. Right. Well, I don't know as much about gardening, but I'm sure 95% of our listeners would be very interested in coffee. What is the coffee website? Um, it is Simply Caffeinated. Simplycaffeinated.com. Love it. Okay, before we go, of course, we only skimmed the surface of all of these different types of income streams today. So for those of our listeners who are interested in more of a deep dive on some of what we talked about, you offer, sev you offer several courses. So can you talk about these courses and give us a more general sense of what you're up to now and how everyone listening can learn more about you? Absolutely. Well, the fastest way to get in touch with me is on Instagram. I'm at doctor dr period tanya lawson and i'm always putting helpful stuff about studio building and passive income on instagram on almost a daily basis monday through friday remember i take weekends off um but also i have some courses i have a course called zero to wait list and that one pretty much says what it is yeah, that's a good title <laughs> Thank you. It's designed for beginner music teachers. So if you are in college still and want to build a course, you shouldn't or uh, build a studio. You shouldn't have to wait. You can start in college. Um, if you are just starting out, maybe you have a handful, maybe you have 10 to 20 students, but you really want to grow your business. That's what that course is designed to do. And it does walk you through branding and website development and implementing SEO from day one and all of these different lesson models, including hybrid lessons. And then it gets a little bit into additional monetization at the end. My second course, my other course is Passive Income Academy. And as I mentioned before, I'm running it live right now. It is not currently open for enrollment, but if it's something you're interested in, you can get on the wait list. It is going to open this fall and there's a spot on my website to get on the wait list and you can be one of the first people who has access to it. I'm going to, I'm going to drop it to my wait list before I officially launch it. So if you want to hop on that wait list and it really goes through a deep dive on SEO. It goes through a deep dive on buyer journey and affiliate marketing and understanding how people's brain work when they're on the internet and what drives them to make that affiliate purchase. It also touches on course creation 
and um, other passive income streams. The final way to work with me is one-on-one -on -one coaching. So one-on-one -on -one coaching, maybe you already have passive income built in. Maybe you're already using affiliate marketing. Maybe you already have that waitlist only studio and you're either overwhelmed because of all the work you've taken on and you want to get some of it off your plate, or you've hit that income ceiling and you want to make more money than you're making, but there are only so many hours in the day. And um, that's where we would work together one-on-one -on -one to get you a very individualized business plan to be able to take those vacations every year, to be able to make money while you're able to relax at the same time. Thanks so much. Those all sound like such incredible resources for our listeners out there, and I hope they take advantage of it. And to perhaps entice them to take advantage of these offers, I understand that listeners to All Keyed Up have a bit of a discount that they can employ. Absolutely. Um, your listeners, if they use the discount code All Keyed Up 10, they can save 10% of, off of both of my courses and my coaching services. Outstanding. And I will link to all of that in the show notes. Well, this was such a fantastic episode. I think there's so many tips you gave and options you gave for diversifying income streams that all of our listeners will benefit from. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to All Keyed Up. I'll see you next time. <laughs>